You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Daniel. And this is Chad. And we are back with one of my favorite episodes every year. Uh, we are here to talk about the Oscars. Did you guys know that I, I love the Oscars? Uh, I'm not sure if that was clear I or not. I feel like I've heard that before. And there's a third voice joining us that I didn't introduce, and that is my brother Tyler, he, host of the Next Trek podcast. He is back to join us to talk everything, or most things, Academy Awards. The show is in less than two weeks uh, what are we now? Eight days away as we're recording Something like this. That. Nine days, I think. I'm not here to count. I am here to talk Oscars. Uh, but before we dive in, as always, we want to encourage you to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search the Screeners Podcast. We want to talk with you. We want to interact with you. Uh, we want to hear what you think of the Oscars. So make sure you join in the conversation there. All right, guys, let's dive in to the 91st Academy Awards happening in just a a relatively short amount of time here. This has been a wild season in a lot of different ways. Um, To say the least. Before we dive into, you know, we'll, we'll go and break down some of the big categories. But before we do that, let's talk about what most people are talking about online right now, and including what a lot of Hollywood is talking about, the controversies surrounding this Oscar ceremony, it has been one controversy after another, not just for some of the nominees, which we'll get to, but for the awards show themselves. They have enacted a few a few new rules this season. Uh, we talked earlier in the year about the best popular film ridiculous thing. That was and luck- dumb. Yes, well <laughs> said. It was very dumb and so dumb that they... Uh, thankfully pushed off and said that they weren't going to do they weren't going to hand out a best popular film oscar this year they still say that they will next year we'll see how long that lasts but they're sticking their guns uh abc is demanding higher ratings and so uh they're demanding a shorter show to accommodate that they have recently announced that uh, they will not present all 24 categories live on air they will uh, present four awards cinematography editing live action short and makeup and hairstyling off air um they'll present them live in the theater but not live uh for us watching at home and then quickly edit those edit out the walk-up time and uh basically just kind of do a quick cut of so we'll see like a brief piece of them is that what you're saying i don't think yes but but after the awards have been handed out so So it's not live so it won't be live for us it's live in the theater won't be live for us. And then they'll, they'll just edit out the quote-unquote boring bits. That's actually not a quote. I shouldn't say that. that that's, uh, that's the summary of their... That's what uh, they mean, though. It's a paraphrase, the yeah. 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 Yeah, they'll yeah. Cut, out, cut out the, uh, the walk-ups and, and all that and then just and still, still air their um, acceptance speech. Hollywood is really talking about this. What do you guys think about this decision? Well, I, I guess I weirdly am more okay. I, I did not realize that they were going to do the editing, the, the editing thing. I honestly thought it was going to be like just a, you know, a screen... Uh, like a graphic saying, and then this guy won, and and then we move forward. So I guess I guess we're seeing some of it. That makes me feel better. But I I just I think it's one of those those dumb things of we we watch every single moment of the Super Bowl. We watch I mean we watch the guys you know like drinking Gatorade on the sidelines, 
and yet we you know we're going to ignore some of the arts but that's fine i guess whatever it's absolutely it's ridiculous so i'm going to say this at the beginning then i will let this be the umbrella or the <laughs> lens that will color everything that i say tonight daniel <laughs> mm-hmm. as we talk about these academy awards every year i endeavor not to allow myself to care about the academy <laughs> right? awards Unlike you, uh, who you are, I think in your life, as far as your priorities are concerned, Oscars is definitely in the top 10 of your life, right? Somewhere. Top five. Yeah, that's accurate. Top five. Okay. And so I try every year to shield myself from too much emotion and emotional swing one way or the other. But this year I have given myself wholly over to the dark side. And I am so angry about everything that they are doing related to this ridiculous idea that there is some mystical audience that Mm -hmm. is just waiting for this telecast that sometimes is three hours and 15 minutes or three hours and 25 minutes. If we could just shave those 25 minutes down to two hours and 59 minutes, the millions of people that will come out of the woodwork and watch the Oscars is a demographic that simply does not exist. Mm-hmm. There is, They are pandering to an audience that is not there by absolutely infuriating the audience that is there and that does care about cinema and that cares about the awards in particular. We've seen tweet after tweet from various editors and cinema photographers and directors and actors, and it's I ha- at least I haven't seen anything that hasn't been universally negative to this idea. It is an award show. Hey guys, mm-hmm. here's the thing. We watch award shows to see who wins the awards yep. because we care about them. And the fact that the fact that cinematography and editing, are you kidding me with that? Those are two vital components. All everything first of all, every award uh, honors a certain area of a film that is vital to make it exist. Make it exist, but editing and cinematography is at the top of the technical list. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? And so it's disrespectful to those people that are going to win those awards. It makes them a second-class citizen amongst their fellow other categories that are nominated, regardless of if they show it later or not, or regardless of if you can still stream it. Uh, and watch it live. I just, these decisions that are being made are so, they're befuddling. I cannot understand how anybody in their right mind thinks that the decisions that they're making are going to make the show better or increase ratings. It's crazy town. It's the Super Bowl for, the Super Bowl, the football Super Bowl is what, four hours, four and a half hours? Nobody cares. They can't because it's the Super Bowl and it's a cultural event. This, in its own way, is a worldwide cultural event. We watch it for the show, for the stars, for the speeches, for the pageantry. So shut up about your 25 minutes Mm -hmm. and let us watch our Oscars. Right. All right. I'm done. I'm sorry. And the thing is, ratings have been dropping for for everything for for live live events. Ratings for live everything. You're exactly right. This is not a problem with the Oscars. This is a, a greater philosophical problem with with TV watching habits and, and the Academy the, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences are, are just cowering to ABC. Let's dive in a little bit deeper. It's it seems pretty obvious to me why at least three of the categories were chosen here. Um, they released a statement the Academy did 
that says that these uh, the branches volunteered their categories and that they're going to rotate every year. Uh, every year, four to six categories will be chosen. So yes, we could even see more so like, categories. In a couple next of years, year. Best Picture just won't be <laughs> right. Shown. That's good. Um, I like, all right. And and so um, and that these categories would be exempt next year. So next year, these categories will be shown live. And other categories volunteered by their branches apparently will will be uh, will be not shown. But cinematography, uh, it seems pretty clear to me that they picked that because John Bailey, the president of the Academy, is a cinematographer. Uh, so I understand not defending this decision by any means, but I, I'm I'm sure that was chosen so as to not seem you know biased uh, towards his own craft. He's also married to uh, uh, Carol Littleton, Littleton, editor of ET. So editing right there, and then live action short. Well, that just makes sense. So, yeah, um, the shorts make, uh, sure. unfortunately, the shorts make yeah. sense. Again, not remotely defending the decision by any means. Uh, I think I, I agree with everything Chad said. I think these are uh, uh, for, even put aside the the the, the accurate um, calling. Put aside accurately calling it disrespectful. It is that, but it's just the the thing that I just can't get past is that this is just dumb like dumb. How, dumb how how in the world is this going to reclaim some audience i i genuinely don't understand the the line of thinking they're connecting you you dots add something right add something to to draw an sure. audience or cut, cut something, something that isn't working but that right. this isn't something that's not working so i don't i don't i really don't understand the line of thinking they're connecting dots that are aren't even on the same page you know they they've already not got a host which is a whole other controversy um, that we can, we can talk about if we want um, that's easily going to save time or at least it should the only thing that takes up time there's only 24 categories guys there's 24 categories in 3 yeah. hours it's not a lot and so we already have all that Furthermore, I am pleasantly surprised to see how much the Academy is actually listening to outrage on Twitter in a lot of ways, uh, because uh, I think it's it's having an effect on what they do, genuinely. But some of it is kind of hurting more than helping. Last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, there was other controversy with the Academy. They had uh, announced, or not announced, it had been reported that only shallow from a star is born and all the stars from black panther were going to be um performed on the show only two of the nominated songs and uh, apparently lady gaga kind of said that she wouldn't perform unless all the songs were performed because she didn't want it to seem like there was favoritism or picking the winner before the winner was announced right um and outrage on twitter really contributed to that as well uh, even lin-manuel miranda really called out the academy for not having all the songs performed to be clear i love that all the songs are performed uh, every year i think it's great and i, I want that but i want to see all the categories presented more than i want all Agreed. five of these songs performed on the oscars i don't think they have to make that choice but if they're going to make the choice give me the categories and take the songs so so they they cowered the pressure and they had they eventually after a couple days of backlash announced that all five songs would be performed so so we're getting that but we're not getting these categories presented live i think it's i think it's utterly silly it doesn't it doesn't make any sense uh and i don't see how it's gonna attract ratings uh, it won't. And, and so to talk about ratings just for a little bit here. So last year's show, I looked this up. So last year's show was three hours and 53 minutes. And it was the least watch Oscars in modern history. 
and it still had 26.5 million viewers. Mm-hmm. How many Which is how a many huge shows number for would today. kill for those numbers? They're massive numbers, but here's where it gets interesting. The most watched show in history of, of Oscars was 1998 when Titanic won. Mm-hmm. 57 million viewers. And that show was a whopping six minutes shorter than last year's. Mm-hmm. Okay? The 2018 Emmys this year also hit a record low. That, to go right to the point of that, what you're saying, that they're dropping, live viewership is dropping regardless. They had 10.2 million. So it dwarfs the, the, it dwarfs the show. Now, now let's just go a little bit more recently. So in 2014, the highest rated broadcast of the last decade was when Ellen hosted and 12 Years a Slave won. Certainly not a mainstream massive mm-hmm. hit, right? 43.74 million people watched, and that show was three hours and 43 minutes long. There's just flat-out empirical data that shows that the length of these shows is not the, the factor that's determinant of who's watching mm-hmm. the shows. It's a combination of a lot of things. What movies are nominated, who's hosting, all kinds of different things contribute to it, but there is absolutely no evidence that it has anything to do with the length of the show. So it's just it just seems to make absolutely no sense what they're doing. And furthermore, this, this crop of Best Picture nominees are some of the highest grossing ever in history. So uh, there are only eight nominees this year, um, seven of which have reported box office data because Roma, a Netflix release, has not officially reported any box office numbers. So we don't even know how much that's grossed. So we can really call it just seven movies that we're looking at the box office for. It is the third highest grossing crop of Best Picture nominees uh, behind 2010 and 2011 when there were 10 nominees and this is seven nominees so this is if you if you look at it per movie if you averaged it out this is the highest grossing crop of best picture nominees ever in the academy history okay and that's because of black panthers because of bohemian rhapsody which is something we'll get to later these are really popular star is born star is born yes star is born so this is a, a really popular crop of movies um now ironically uh, we'll touch on it later, but some of the front runners for Best Picture are some of the lower grossing ones. But it it doesn't matter. This this isn't going to affect the, the the nominees are set. Making all these tweaks and, and changes, I think it's really interesting that none of the categories that are cut uh, from from the live broadcast uh, are or edited from the live broadcast are uh, nominee are categories in which Black Panther is nominated. ABC. Who owns? Who is owned by Disney? Is the one who are demanding these changes. I oh, think that's, that's a good point. I didn't think, think that's about interesting. That. I don't know if that's. I mean, obviously, I'm 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 kind of putting on my conspiracy theorist hat here, but I think yeah. it's just interesting. So I don't know. All of this is just so frustrating. And from people, I, I know I know Oscar history pretty well, but but even people who know Oscar history far better than I do have said there has never been a year in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in which there have been this many controversies, this much backlash, uh, this this many announcements of things that are just hated by the, the very fans of the Academy. It's really hard to imagine what's going through John Bailey's head when he sees all of this backlash. Does he just not care? Is his back up against a wall, against ABC? I, I really that's, I don't that's understand what what's going on. That's what I would suspect on. it is more than anything else. 
But here's the thing. The Academy isn't going anywhere. They are a rich organization. Their val- their assets are valued at over a billion dollars, okay? So they can they can hold their own against a company like ABC. So if if they feel like their back is up against a wall, then, then that that's just poor leadership. That that is not them being put into some kind of position where they they don't they can't really fight back. They can fight back. Any any other network would love to have the Academy Awards. Netflix would love to air the Academy Awards. Okay, so I just don't buy this whole pack up against a wall routine. It just doesn't it just doesn't add up to me. So oh yeah, they've crazy. gained their time back just with people, you know some random dude not talking. No exactly. doubt. Exactly. And well, you know they're going to fill the time with uh with comedy bits, right? You right. know they're going to do that. Hopefully even, they'll right. walk across the street, right, <laughs> or, and yep. give out free tickets or do something. That's always amazing. <laughs> they're going to do all of that. And and those are fine. Look, I love those bits. I think those bits are great. I think when Jimmy Kimmel hosted the past two years, it's been great. And Ellen, all those are great. I have no problem with the host. I have no problem with the comedy bits. I have no problem with all five songs being performed. In fact, I love those things. But first priority here should be the awards themselves, okay? And so cut the comedy, cut the songs, and give me all 24 categories. It's, it's crazy. Outrage aside. Well, we started, we started hot tonight, yes, Daniel. Yes. Woo! So, and let me just, before we dive in, let me, I, I, I say this every year when we do these shows, but the reason I love the Oscars, um, and I hope you guys will, will kind of chime in as well, the reason I love the Oscars is not just for some arbitrary uh, awarding films or, or having art compete against each other just, just for the, the heck of it. That, that's not why I love the Academy Awards. It's because it shines a light on, on amazing art. Art that moves us, art that we might not see if not for these nominations. Uh, I, I see tons of movies, obviously, but I know Tyler's been spending the past few weeks catching up on these nominated films because he saw that they were nominated, and so he wanted to catch up on them, right? And and my my town doesn't get a lot of the stuff, and so when they get nominated, like I, I try to cobble together what I can, you know, from from Redbox or Netflix or, or whatever I can. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which. I think it came here a while ago, but I missed it. It was here for like a week. Green Book uh, maybe was here for a little while. They both came back, you know, with the nominations. A Star is Born stayed here for forever. You know, it's uh, the favorite and Mary Queen of Scots came, you know, when, when they looked like they would be nominated for, well, favorite got nominated for everything, but, um, you know, got nominated for a bunch of stuff. So it, it let me see, you're exactly right. It let me see stuff that I wouldn't normally get to see, or I'd have to travel out of town um, to go see it, or I'd have to, you know, rent it or whatever. But so I, I, I love that it does that. Um, I, same as you, Daniel, I, I, you know, I see tons of stuff. I see, I see lots of movies, um, you know, for, let's, let's be honest, most of my year, it's popcorn level, you know, movies, not, not the, the huge high caliber, just small town doesn't, doesn't draw the art crowd um, of movies, but I love this season. Like I love the 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 late fall, winter, and then you know early early parts of the year because I get to see these great pieces of art that are that are touching and that and the, the academy things. shines a light on these that exactly. wouldn't otherwise be there. It's not just that exactly. it brings it. It's not just well, that it brings it to, to cities. It's that it's that once you see that they're nominated, you go, oh, I should probably check that out. I, right. I wonder if it's any good. And so that's what well, I love about the academy. You're right. Well, and even even there, the thing that it's it also is it raises the it raises the caliber of discussion. It does raise you know raise the level of of well, should I go see you know the the newest you know Pixar movie, which is going to be great and all that, but or can I go see this movie that's that's deeper and going to make me think and that is a great piece of art. 
Um, I love that it does that and it lets us have those conversations. So that's why we love the Academy Awards. Uh, and that's why it, it gets me really heated and, and Chad and Tyler as well when, when they kind of diminish the, the actual art of, of the Oscars by, by relegating some of yeah, the pushing we, off some of these categories. And we should say too, Daniel, just very briefly, not it, we're also passionate about it because at some point in our lives we have all contributed in some way to working in the field mm-hmm. of production, whether that's writing or DPing or shooting or editing or whatever that thing is. And so we can appreciate the inordinate amount of work and creativity that goes into making these things. And it just is grossly embarrassing to me to segregate the lesser categories. Mm-hmm. And I, listen, I'm with you on the shorts and all that, of course. But even at that level, they're a part of the they're a part of the 24, yeah. right? And so they should they should get their moment. Yep. So yep. And anyway. and one thing I didn't say is that um, this has been wildly unpopular with with directors and cinematographers and editors they have all been speaking yeah um, apparently so just before we recorded the academy released a statement it really just kind of clarified things it didn't it didn't offer any new new information but um, that was in response to a signed letter from at least 40 directors uh, and producers uh, who are academy members like spike lee quentin tarantino and others who directly sent a letter uh, to John Bailey uh, and, and kind of complaining about this change. Alfonso Cuaron, who is going to win Best Cinematography this year, by the way, he tweeted against this this change, uh, which is gutsy, considering he's he's going to win the award. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a mess. All right, but we've talked enough about that kind of outrage. So um, let's just talk about this season as a whole. What have you guys thought uh, of the crop of films, of what, what ended up being nominated, just kind of looking at the nominees as a whole? Uh, Chad, what do you think? Well, I, you know, I wish you wouldn't have come to me first, Daniel, because I've got my grumpy pants on tonight, and I feel like every time I'm going to talk, I'm going to be angry, and I'm going to need some therapy or something at the end of this episode. Great. Because uh, at the top of my list, and obviously we did our best of show last uh, last week, and the top of my list is my utter bewilderment at the idea that... A Star is Born, which was my number one film of the year. It was your number one film Mm -hmm. of the year. It was Tyler's number two film of the year. Is essentially not going to win much of anything. Mm -hmm. The fact that Bradley Cooper wasn't even nominated for director when the direction in this movie is so stellar. The fact that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are probably not going to win either acting award when they are the two best best performances of the year it's just i i don't even it's like the twilight zone and so i'm gonna have to go back to you as our resident expert and just ask you to help me understand it because the only thing that i the only theory that i have which you'll probably disagree with but the only thing i can think of is just that it came out so much earlier that people just got tired of it and started second guessing themselves. Maybe it's not as good as mm. I thought it was, or there's this because there's not like a critical backlash like there normally yeah. is. There's not like any surrounding controversy around like some of the other films that, that we'll talk about. So I just can't figure out why in the world that a movie that is just so Hollywood. I mean, this seems like this would be right down yes. Main Street for these guys. So I don't know if it's because. I really don't know why it is, Daniel, but I'm just so I'm, I'm at a loss. Here's my, I'm at a loss too. Here's my take. You're right, I because I I'm the one who follows these pretty closely. Um, I cannot for the life of me figure out 
what happened with the star is born i think your theory is probably as close as we can get to to an accurate uh depiction of what happened it just it was it was a really great movie uh and it just kind of lost steam a little bit i think uh there are other films that that are more easy easily able to to uh snag nominations like black klansman which came out uh, a full two months earlier than A Star Is Born came out in August. That landed nominations, and that's my second favorite movie of the year. I love that movie, but I think because I think because we all wanted Spike Lee to get his coveted best director nom- nomination, that wasn't going anywhere, right? Black Panther, we all wanted to see that one do well, so that was going to make it into Best Picture and and stay, even though that came out in February, right? So, uh, A Star Is Born was the one everybody took for granted. I could I could kind of I could make sense of it if there had been backlash. That would at least I would disagree with it, but I, I could at least quantify that, right? Okay, well, you know, it it, it was a front runner too early, and right. people started hating on it, so that's why it missed nominations. That didn't happen. I actually nope. expected that. I think we talked about that early on that I that I expected that to happen, and and then that backlash never came. This is a still a beloved movie. I don't see this one crop of people who dislike A Star Is Born. Love it. I mean, my wife literally. Yes. We were searching. We're like, when is this coming out on on 4K Blu-ray? We got to buy it. They Yep. one we want to watch it again on a date night i mean everybody that i know that has seen this movie loves this movie yep. so so i can't for the life of me explain why it didn't get a best director nomination as far as why bradley cooper and lady gaga aren't gonna be aren't gonna win because you're right a star is born let me spoiler alert a star is born is going to leave the oscars only winning best original song and that is a tragedy that it won't win any other Oscars. You better believe it. That is a tragedy. And not that it should win all of them, not that it needed to win Best Picture and Director and Actor and Actress and Supporting Actor, but to win none of those things is is just shocking to me. I had my money yeah, it, on Lady Gaga all season long, and then she and the film kept losing everything. They lost, it hasn't won anything. It's crazy if if before the award season, if I had to make one bet and only one, it would have been there's only one thing that I know, and that is that Lady Gaga mm-hmm. just won the Oscar. Yes, That's, absolutely, I, absolutely. It's and it's not going to happen. What are we talking I'm, about I'm here, people? And and so there's reasons for that, and we're going to dive into all the other categories. So I guess I guess we'll dive in before I kind of I can explain some aspects of it, but but I just don't exactly understand how it's winning none of these awards and it is it's baffling to me so i i i do think that there's a even a point to be made and 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 chad i think you you sort of i I think you sort of said this this is almost i wonder if it's almost too hollywood of a movie and they're compensating they're compensating for all of the all of the you know past years where they've been too quote-unquote mainstream you know look at oscar so white or things like that where i wonder if it's just too even even unconsciously, everybody's like, "Well, we're gonna pick the things that don't normally stand out." You know, The Favorite or Black Klansman are weird movies that go against the grain in a lot of ways, and and so may I don't know, maybe if it's uh, even yeah, unconscious I don't know. reaction. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that because uh, the Academy has a taste, right? And uh, which I, think, I, I agree I, with, but this I, isn't that, right? I think no, I definitely or, sorry, think this this is that, but but the stuff that's normally coming up isn't. No, the I think it's a weird movie. No, I think The Favorite and Black Klansman are right up the Academy's 
Jimmy's Alley. Um, I think obviously things like Black Panther have not traditionally been, but I think I think we got a pretty traditional crop of nominees. The Academy loves movies about showbiz. They freaking love it, and yeah. and they love actors who direct. They love actors who direct. the The amount of people, oh, the amount of of male actors who have won or been nominated for best director is long it's a long list and uh so that's why it's even more shocking that bradley cooper you know just didn't didn't make the cut you know he's one of he's he's uh kind of high on the list of of the most nominated people without a win and he's that's going to continue this year i think a movie like black klansman is right up the oscar or the academy's alley whereas black panther is the one that i would say is the outlier that normally would not have made it yeah yep Uh, i agree so daniel real quick before we before you leave a star was born i feel like this is going to be kind of my last moment to die on the hill for bradley cooper's masterpiece uh, his opus as as a debut. Mm-hmm. So there there was a story written in Deadline where Sean Penn says Bradley Cooper has a problem. <laughs> and I'd like to read just a small excerpt from that if I can, with your permission, oh, no. of course. Is this okay? Th- this piece. Oh, boy. I have not I would read like, this. I'm just going to read a little little piece here. Okay, here we go. We're talking about Cooper here. He's made a film about us as the flawed contemporary characters we are. And while his artfulness has brought it to moviedom Super Bowl, it has done so with none of the conceits voters are likely to lean on in the final tally. Its art neither panders to the politics of the day nor dazzles with the deception so many delight in. It's hard, messy stuff of love, life, dreams, addiction. And yet we, as its audience, walk away feeling less alone. In these silly, soul-damaging times that we live in now a film like a star is born brings people together without saccharine sugar or salesmanship it's the achievement of one artist who has the courage to stand and jump from the edge of a vertical cliff bringing his whole (laughs) cast and crew with him and simultaneously catch their fall it is a triumph and scene okay i just had i'm sorry i had to read it was there a period in there at any point or it seemed like it was uh maybe one (laughs) that maybe That piece was ridiculous. It's so awesome. But listen, there's a kernel of truth in there, which is this. I think A Star is Born is going to endure. I think we'll be talking about this movie for years and years, whereas I can't really say that for a lot of the other you know, nominees. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave you alone. I'm so, out. so my, my thought, I haven't, I haven't really given my thoughts on the, on the season as a whole. I, this season has been a bummer overall, to be perfectly honest. For those Agreed. of us who, who really follow the Oscars pretty closely. Um, just some of the, some of the nominees, some of the controversies. Well, first of all, all the Oscar, all the Academy controversies that we've already talked about have just really made this season kind of icky. Um, but then things like we, we reviewed green book on the show and it's a movie that I liked, but some people have rightfully, you know, rightfully pointed out some, some, uh, you know, uncomfortable things for, for people of color when they watch the film. But furthermore, that film has had behind the scenes controversies that make it just hard to root for from, Peter Fairley's, it's well documented that he would flash young actresses in the 90s. That he, they, there, there were articles written about it in the 90s as if it was some big joke. And it's just really kind of gross. And uh, other things with that, that the writer uh, tweeted out that just, it, there's just a controversy after controversy uh, with that film. And so it just makes it kind of annoying to, to have it be winning a lot of things. And then Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a whole other thing, uh, which aside from it not being a great movie, just having Brian Singer being present here in this in this Oscar season is just really kind of gross. So 
it's just all around not not a very fun Oscar season, even though there are some great movies in here. A Star is Born, Black Panther, uh, Black Klansman, I, 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 the favorite. I love these films. Uh, it's just kind of cast like a, sh- a dark shadow over this Oscar season, um, especially as some of those uh, films with with inherent controversies are winning a lot of big awards, um, which we'll kind of yeah. get to. Yeah, and for me, and I will... I will take the controversy out of the equation. So let's pretend that what you just said about Brian Singer and Fairley weren't even problems. Their movies are just not that great. Yeah, yeah. And yes. that's that is what is. I can't even. I can't. Certainly, Bohemian Rhapsody. Give me a break. Yeah. Green Book. I can understand a little bit because it's a feel good movie mm-hmm. and audiences love it. But even at its even at that level, it's not a best picture of yep. the year are you kidding me that's what's so weird it's and, the and, controversy and the movies exactly aren't it's like it's like it'd be one thing if these were like masterpieces that had some controversies Correct. but they're yeah. like they're decent movies that are somehow winning everything that are yeah. also hampered by controversy it's kind of yeah. it's right. baffling right. it's it is weird well, it's so. it's driving me crazy that this this whole season, and really just to echo you guys, I'm looking through my, you know, and like you said, we did our best our best of 2018 list. I'm looking through my list, and I could pull out, yeah, certainly Green Book, which I liked, um, Vice, which I also liked. It, it's I, I even I really liked Black Panther, but it was it didn't make my top ten. You know, there's there's stuff that that we could pull out or replace or at least add the next two to the For list, sure. and really make it a good well-rounded mm. even just best picture category um it, this honestly the whole year feels like a letdown quality wise with a few obviously notable exceptions but it's it's like oh okay well i guess those got nominated but where mm. where is where's leave no trace which is universally acclaimed um where's I, for me and you're going to hear this from me a bunch of times where's eighth grade where's first man where's you know some of these movies that are technically just brilliant films and then we get you know we get we have perfectly you know okay movies but none of them are like they're not powerhouses so yeah it's it's a it's a letdown of a season so all of that just combined with with all the academy controversy with everything i'm kind of ready for this season to be over um and i and i don't generally feel that way about the oscars so it's kind of sucks but you must be like in a dark place that's 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 a new thing you've already gotten me started so even so, I still love the Oscars, and so there is still plenty to talk about. So we are going to go ahead and dive right in. We're going to start at the top with Best Picture, and we're going to talk about... Ooh, we're not we, working up to it even. Ooh, no, we're, just diving we're starting right at the top. Right. And Oof. so uh, we are going to... I'll read the nominees. We'll talk about what we think is going to win. We'll all make our predictions of what we think is going to win, and we'll also kind of advocate for what, sh- uh, what uh, we think should win of these nominees. Okay, so uh, so here are the nominees for Best Picture 2018. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody for some reason, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. What do you, let's start with our personal picks before we dive into what's going to win because that kind of takes some, some debating, right? So uh, what do you want to win of these, uh, of these nominees? Tyler, what's your personal pick? I think my personal pick is the favorite. Um, it, you know, best of 2018, Black Klansman was higher on my list, so it was Stars Born. But if we're looking at an Oscar-worthy film for just, you know, masterful period piece, just stellar acting across the board, it's it's the favorite. I think they that it's it's just it's an excellent film, and it's one of the few on that list that I can just go 
clearly it rises to the top. So, Chad? If it has to be from the ones that are nominated, it's A Star is Born. It's not even close. <laughs> yep. I fully agree. It is not even close. Uh, I think that is easy. Actually, for me, it is close. I, I really love Black Klansman a lot. I, w- I would be very, very delighted to see Black Klansman win. Um, but but definitely, A Star is Born is, is my personal pick. So now, let's go to what we think will win. So not our personal opinions. What we're actually, we're ready to predict what's going to win. Uh, so what do you think? Tyler, what's winning Best Picture right now? I, it's, I... <laughs> It's probably going to be Black Klansman, I, to be honest. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I going back and forth. I, I still think it's either Black Klansman, Black Klansman or The Favorite. I'm, I'm going back and forth on what I think will win. Interesting. Chad? I, like, well, come on. I, 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 I love I, Star is Born, but... Yeah. I think Green Book's going to win, and I'm going to burn my house down, probably. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, that's super sad. I'll get my family out first. I just think... I think Green Book's going to win. I don't... I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but that's I think it's probably going to win. So I disagree with both of you. I think Roma is very clearly our front runner. Um, I think Roma, as of right now, is winning. Um, oh, it is. It's on pretty, the top of the odds. I'm looking at pretty that now. handily. Um, mm. It's won everything before, but uh, I definitely think Green Book is in a very safe second place. I think it's extremely possible that Green Book wins. I'm having a hard Especially time. Especially if Roma gets, and it will, best foreign language. Yes. So so it's definitely, Roma is going to have a very good night, I think. Um, we'll, we'll kind of break down these categories. But, uh, yeah, Roma's going to have a really good night. And so uh, it won PGA, uh, which, which tells us, oh, no, I'm sorry. Green Book won PGA. Excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Green Book definitely has a lot working in its favor. Um, I do, however, think that some of these controversies could catch up to Green Book and, and thus kind of making it a second place. I think Peter Fairley not getting a Best Director nomination, I think, shows that there's there's a little bit of uh, love not there for it. Um, it not showing up. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think, uh, it's, it's definitely, that's working against it, but I do think Roma has it. I think, um, Netflix is pushing insanely hard for their first win. There's plenty working against it. No foreign language film has ever won the Academy Award for best picture. So this would be a first other than the artist. They might do it, you know? Yes, it's very true. And, and, um, it is uh, very critically acclaimed. I do think there's there's an element of um, it's not popular with audiences. You know, it's it's not remotely a crowd pleaser. It's a very slow burn, which is which plays into Green Book's favor. So it's definitely one of those two. Um, I can see a path for Black Klansman. You know, really wanting to award Spike Lee. Which I'm um, done with. It's has, very, he has not won a best. Uh, I know he's not won best director. He has not won best picture either. Correct? Uh, absolutely not. Nope. I didn't think so. Um, yeah. And so he. And so yeah, I could see a path for it. It's the most 2018 film. Um, yeah. Very timely. I could see that, but I really. Um, yeah, statistically yeah. speaking, it's Green Book or Roma. And uh, as of right now, I reserve the right to change. We've got like nine days left, right? So I reserve yeah. the right to change. But as of now, I'm going with Roma. Yeah, I think the primary thing about this category is that you take Vice out, you take Green Book out, and you take Bohemian Rhapsody out, and you replace them with Leave No Trace, If Bill Street Could Talk, First Man. and First Man. First Man, yeah. There you go. You're yep. welcome. Yep. Right. 
So, uh, so we're very split there. I say Roma, Chad says Green Book, and Tyler says Black Klansman. Uh, so that is where. But we're I at. haven't written it down yet, Daniel. <laughs> until our until That's I write fair. it down. That's fair. Have we, you know, have we? Sorry, this is a side note. Have you guys done the the Gold Derby? Or have you done the um, what's it called? The uh, predictions thing, like you did last yes. year. Yes. That's oh oh oh! I'm sorry. No, uh, we are going to release a Google Doc yes. or a Google. What are those called? Google Google Form. I, we are going to release a Google Form so that everybody can kind of pitch in. Thank you, Tyler, for that great segue. So we that's are, our real pick, right? I mean, that's it, the real thing. Yes. Yeah, so yep. so as soon okay. as you fill that out, we're going to release that on social media, uh, probably in conjunction when we release this episode, uh, yep. so that everybody can uh, can can join in, predict all the Oscar categories. You can use this episode for some help, uh, and then the winner will get a special prize from us. Daniel has lost two years in a row, yes. so we need to make mm-hmm. sure that we keep we, this going. We found out after that. You know, I don't think we we talked about this we found out after the fact that i think verbally i spoke incorrectly but i had filled out the form and beaten daniel i think that's yeah, how that true. worked last year I oh just, man so I daniel know. wasn't daniel locked down another so, peg so here's the i deal. like this here's the deal <laughs> right so so the reason i lose every year is because <laughs> i like get in my head too much and i'm like i try to go for like the dark horse picks right i'm like no so this one statistically is gonna win but i'm gonna i'm gonna pick this one because you know, it's the, you got to take some risks, Chad. You got to take some you risks. Do. You have to live on the edge to win. And then on the there's edge. that one year you're going to win, and yeah. that and, and yeah. you, we're not going to hear anything of the other years you did. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Daniel, how's that strategy working out for you? <laughs> uh, it's 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 a slow burn, Chad. It's going to work <laughs> okay. out. Okay, it's going to pay yeah. off in it's, 2027. It's like Roma. All right, it's just there. I get it. Yeah. All right. Okay, it's a slow pan from left to right for yeah. 82 seconds. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, let's move on to Best Director, all right? So our nominees are Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, and Powell Palikowski for Cold War. All right, Tyler, what is your personal pick for this category? So my pick, Black Klansman, hands down. I, I agree with, I agree, you know, Spike Lee deserves it. It's a phenomenal film. Let's do it. And Chad, personal pick. Personal pick is uh, Bradley Cooper or Damien Chazelle. <laughs> I agree. Oh, if I can switch, uh, I agree. Personal pick of okay. who's nominated. For who I would choose to out of the most deserving out of who's on here, it's definitely Spike Lee and Black Klansman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Spike Lee for sure is my director uh, win here. I would love to have seen Bradley Cooper, but alas. And we should mention, uh, uh, with Cold War being nominated here, this is the only the second time in the expanded category that a film was nominated for Best Director. It's one of the five Best Directed pictures of the year but not one of the best pictures of the year so uh so very interesting there i i wasn't a huge fan of cold war chad did you see it i did it's it's good i think it's solid i think it's fine it's not it's not great which is why i can't i just can't understand it yeah Yeah. very well beautifully shot i I love it in cinematography let me say this too as much as i am a homer here for bradley cooper the idea that Adam McKay is nominated over Damien Chazelle. Agreed. I mean, of all the things for First Man, like that editing, you would, I get for Vice. But sure, on. but come on, man! It is a masterclass in direction yep. from Damien Chazelle. So yep. the both of those are really kind of weird to me. Totally agree. So uh, yeah, so my personal pick is also Spike Lee. All right, so let's move to our predictions. What we think is going to win? I'm going to start with Chad this time. What do you think is winning Best Director? I think it's a slam dunk for Alfonso Cuaron. I mean, I wish it wasn't, but out of the other options, I think he's going to win it. The only, no, I think that's what it's going to have to be. I think maybe there's some sentiment that could get behind Spike Lee, but I don't think 
I don't think he has a chance. Tyler? And I haven't let, let me say this too. I haven't looked at any of the of the odds or any of that stuff right now, so I could be making a fool out of myself. I'm just telling you what I'll, my heart I'll let, is. I'll okay? let you know if you do. Ty, uh, Tyler? You. Yeah, it's Quaron. It's it, absolutely it is. He's he's got it. It's not even a question, I don't think. Yep. Which which uh, stinks for Lee, but Yep, not even question. Uh, he is winning. He's won everything, um, and he is absolutely winning Best Director. It's it's actually mostly because of how much he has been winning that it gives me confidence in predicting Roma for Best Picture. Definitely, it, we could see a split with Green Book winning Picture, Quran winning, winning uh, Director, but he's definitely winning. Uh, obviously, Spike Lee is in second place because of he, he, he's overdue and all this, but spoiler alert, he's very, very, very easily winning Best Adapted Screenplay for Black Klansman, and so uh, he's already got an award that night, so some, I, I think some people will see that as, well, you know, I'm already voting for him there. He's already going to win that one. He's already get, getting his Oscar, so, you know, we don't need to uh, award him Best Director. So, I I yeah, definitely that works. Yeah, right. So I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's going to take it. I would love to be wrong there, but it's. It seems pretty easily Quran. Uh, all right. So we're all in agreement there. Quran is winning. All right. So yep. we will move on to best actress. All right. Our nominees are Jalitza Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Chad, this time, what is your personal pick? This one is actually tough for me because I think Olivia Coleman's performance in The Favorite is just next level awesome. But if it were, if I had to just go with my heart and say what I think was the best performance of the year and was an act, was a revelation, I, I have to go Lady Gaga, honestly. Tyler? Yeah, I I really agree. Except I'd throw Glenn Close in there just because the the three, those three movies, I walked out of them going, oh, that's an Oscar winning performance. Um, so honestly, I'm going back and forth, but I'm gonna say Olivia Coleman. She she should win if it's if it's up to me. Yeah, I couldn't be mad if Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman won, and I would be fine if Lady Gaga wins too. Like they both deserve it. It's fine. Yep. So I I agree. I, I Lady Gaga is my personal pick, but Olivia Coleman I agree is just phenomenal. Um, there's something about Lady Gaga's performance that is just so surprising and so full of life that it's I I just I can't yeah. pick anything other than that. But L- Olivia Coleman as a straight up performance is is just incredible. Uh, so yep. she would be a great winner. Hey Daniel, and, and do you I, know oh. not to not to throw any salt in the wound here, but do you know who I would not be okay with winning? Glenn Close in The Wife. Okay, I'll leave that alone now. Sorry, I, Tyler. Oh, I love I love Glenn Close. Uh, can I can I also just add? There's there's a few things we haven't uh, mentioned here in our in our grieving over things that haven't been nominated. Tony Collette, Elsie Fisher, or even even outside Thomas and Mackenzie from uh, from Leave No Trace. Uh, she was uh she was campaigned. Thomas and Mackenzie was campaigned yep. as supporting actress. FYI, but uh, really, that's, yeah, that's a wild uh, decision. Okay. But anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, Glenn Close. It, it, I, I have my personal lineups, you know, I kind of keep track of uh, awards that I, or, you know, films that I like, performances that I like. Uh, Glenn Close doesn't even crack my top 10 best actress performances of this year. I, I, yeah. I, I think Glenn Close is a legend and she's phenomenal and she's wildly overdue for an Oscar, but not, not a, for this. Yeah. Not Didn't for this. she win for, nope. what was it? it was She's never won. She is the most nominated performer to not have won an Oscar. Get out. Yeah. Wow. I swore so, she won for at least 
Sunset Boulevard or something. So uh, she was not in Sunset Boulevard. Uh, so Wait, what was that? What's the one I'm thinking of then? I thought it was that. She's going to be in a stage performance of Sunset Boulevard. Maybe or that's actually, what I'm thinking of. they're making a film of it actually with Glenn Close that's coming out, but it hasn't come out yet. So Glenn Close is the most nominated uh, actor who to have never won an Oscar. Who somebody who is uh, t- who is in second place, also nominated this year, Amy Adams. Which means if Glenn Close wins and Amy Adams loses. Amy Adams will now be the most nominated performer to not never have won an Oscar. So there's just mm-hmm. your your fun trivia. But let's get into who we think is actually going to win this year. Tyler, who is it? It's Glenn Close. Yeah, she's actually going to win. Okay, and Chad? It's absolutely Glenn Close because the Academy is going to give her a Lifetime Achievement Award instead of the more deserving. Olivia Colman or Lady Gaga are all better. Yep. Uh, I agree. It's it's pretty easily Glenn Close. I, I say um, Olivia Coleman's in second place. You know, she just won BAFTA, and um, she's she's really charming. Like she is just really really charming. Every time she gets up and gives a speech, it's phenomenal. And so you you gotta hope that she's winning some people over. But uh, yeah, it's it's Glenn Close. She's kind of won won everything other than that, and. Uh, so it's going to be a lifetime achievement award. It's it's really it's really a bummer to me to be perfectly honest because you know that's great. Tyler loved the wife. That's fine. Um, it's a it's a film with zero other Oscar nominations. It's a film that clearly doesn't have a lot of love for the film itself uh, throughout the Academy. Yeah, and, and they're just they're gonna give it to her because she's she's a legend and that's great. But she that is, doesn't mean come on. She, yeah, that doesn't mean she's the best performance of the year. So, but she's very easily gonna win. Uh, all right, so we're, let's move on to best actor nominees are Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Tyler, who is your personal favorite? Uh, Bradley Cooper, no question. Uh, that was an amazing performance throughout A Star is Born. It's just down down home, or down downright, it's it's him. Uh, although we're skipping Ben Foster, Ryan Gosling, yep. but it's Bradley Cooper. Chad? Yeah, I mean, I don't even have to beat a dead horse there. His, his, the fact that he sang, the fact that he took on the affectation of Sam Elliott, uh, his performance is heartbreaking. It's it's magnificent. I, I, it, sh- it should win. Yep. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree, of course. We've already talked about it enough. So, so let's move on to what we think is going to win Best Actor, what we actually think is going to win. Uh, Tyler, what do you think is winning? I think... This is one I I have not seen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yet. Oh it's, wow! It, yeah, so I I can't speak from from what I you know from experience on this one. Um, it just came to Redbox, so I'm gonna see it. Um, I think it's gonna be Rami Malek just from what I'm seeing around. But the other the other stuff might hurt him. So I'm gonna be safe, and I'm I'm gonna say I think it's it's Christian Bale. It really is Christian Bale. Chad. Yeah, I'm split on Bale and Malek, but I'm gonna th- I'm gonna go with Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody at this point. I think he's going to take it. Yeah, there's no split. It's Malik, and it's going to be very easy. Um, he's won like just about everything, and and that kind of baffles me. That's uh, it's my least favorite of these performances. Just like Glenn Close, it's just really a bummer, especially because people are are pe- the reason people love Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which is a massive. We haven't talked about this yet. Bohemian Rhapsody is like a massive hit. I think it grossed something yeah. like eight hundred million dollars worldwide. Just, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's yeah. an unbelievable Thanks number to the music of Queen. Yes, and that's exactly why because people love Queen. Eight hundred forty-five million. That's wild. That's it's like the highest-grossing drama in history, which is just 
unbelievable. So anyway, people love Queen. That's why it's such a high, high grossing film. And so people love the music and, you know, love Freddie Mercury and all that. Here's the deal. Rami Malek didn't sing. He didn't yeah. sing. He didn't sing in no. it? No. No, it's what? it's a it's a it's a Listen. it's a sound mixing like he kind of he kind of starts the song and they kind of mix over Freddie Mercury's oh, so voice. Oh, it's actually Freddie Mercury. Yes. Listen, what here's the truth. The heck, and Freddie Bradley Mercury oh may be the greatest vocalist in the history of mankind. Yeah. I mean, from just a purely vocal standpoint, that guy could do things that almost when you're writing the the building the Mount Rushmore to just vocal ability he's at the top of it so nobody could sing that which is which is understandable but also doubles down on the fact that he's lip syncing so yeah. what are we doing here what are we people? awarding and and Bradley Cooper like you just actually said, Chad, sang actually sang and wrote the songs and directed it come on and, and broke sang, my heart yeah and he sang saying a lot of those live uh right which, so it's just it's wild I, I I really don't understand I think Rami Malek is a cool guy I think he he is a great actor and and his performance is good like it's it's a good performance i i don't think it is nearly as good uh as to 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 sweep the awards he's sweeping he's winning everything and so i think it's a bummer um uh christian bale's definitely in second place and and that'd be fine christian bale gives it a phenomenal performance he's really great easily the second best to cooper here um so i wouldn't be angry if, if christian bale won in fact i'd be happy that rami malik wasn't winning but yeah it's just it's it's just this season man this season it's anyway weird. makes no sense all right, so we're going to move on to Best Supporting Actress. This is a crazy category. We have Amy Adams in Vice, Marina de Tavira in Roma, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz, Rachel Weisz The Favorite. All right, uh, Chad, who is your favorite in this category? This is really tough for me between uh, Rachel Weisz and Regina King. But if I have to make a decision, it's probably, ooh, probably Regina King. I love that movie and I loved her performance, but it's really close with Rachel Weisz. Tyler? Yeah, I, I, Bill Street never came here, so I uh, haven't been able to see it. I'm desperate. I was even just looking up the DVD release date to see if I could see it before the Oscars came out. Um, I love Regina King, so I'm, I'm down if she does win, but of what I've seen, uh, I th- yeah, I think Rachel Weisz, she's, she's outstanding in The Favorite. She really is. Uh, this is a pretty weak category. Do, am I yep. the only one who feels that way? Uh, no, I, well, I think I think there are two people at the top. It's Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone. And that, again, I haven't seen Regina King uh, um, in that one, but but they're both excellent in the favorite. Those three women leading the favorite were just outstanding. Yeah, I agree. I think those three performances are strong, and the other two yeah. are just kind of okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Maybe Adams does her own good job that she normally does. I mean, in Vice, she's, she's not bad. It's just nothing extra. Yeah. So my my pick is that it's funny you guys both like Rachel Vice, who's great. Uh, but I actually preferred Emma Stone. So um, Emma Stone yeah. is is my personal pick here. Um, I think she she gives a phenomenal performance that is really different from what we've seen from Emma Stone thus far. So and okay. I'm just yeah. I'm just an Emma Stone fan. That's my personal pick. Uh, so let's let's talk real quick before we go into what is going to win we kind of recap some of the weird stuff that's happened in this category um regina king started kind of sweeping uh the critics awards just kind of the early buzz was it was very clear early on that regina king was gonna glide into an oscar win very easily win it and then she missed uh she missed nomination at sag uh that was really surprising 
And then she missed a nomination at SAG, which is a really big deal because that's a very uh, important precursor for the Oscars. Only only one actor ever has has won without an, a SAG nomination. Won, won an Oscar without a SAG nomination. And then she also she also missed a nomination at BAFTA. So two two big misses for Regina King, even though she's still been winning awards uh, here and there. Who do you think is going to actually win the award here, uh, Tyler? What do you think? I honestly was gonna say Regina King until you until you convinced me. So I I again, and I don't know. I don't have any sight to see uh, to support that. So I'm gonna say Rachel Vice. And uh, Chad, I think that Emma Stone and Rachel Vice kind of cancel each other out, and Regina King wins. That is very. Do they do the preferred thinking. the preferred voting for actress? No, it's just straight up. It's just picture. Vote for your winner. Yeah, yeah, it's just okay. picture. Yeah, so it's it's a. Regina King. A lot of people are predicting Regina King. She's probably the um, odds-on favorite to win. So it's it's a it's a it's a very good good pick there. Uh, she won the Globe. She won Critics' Choice. Um, she's won a few things here. Rachel Weisz won BAFTA. Th- there's a uh, and uh, and Emily Blunt won SAG, and she's not even nominated here. So that was kind of a weird outlier. Uh, this this for those of those uh, Oscar nerds, uh, this this whole situation is really matching up what happened in Best Supporting Actor in 2015. That was when we all predicted Sylvester Stallone. Mark Rylance ended up winning the Oscar. Oh, it hurts my heart yeah. to hear you say that. So this, oh, is, this, is, this is actually matching it exa- in weird. It's paralleling it very perfectly. So that year, Sylvester Stallone was the early favorite, winning everything. Then he missed a SAG nomination. Then he missed a BAFTA nomination. Okay, And he still won the Globe, and he won Critics' Choice. Uh, and then uh, at SAG, Idris Elba won for Beast of No Nation, and he missed a, a, an Oscar nomination, just like Emily Blunt. So we have a, a, somebody who won SAG, wasn't even nominated in uh, both years. Uh, and then Mark Rylance won the BAFTA, and then he took the Oscar. Okay, so... I am following that line of thinking completely. I'm, I'm paralleling that year that Rachel Weiss won BAFTA, and now she's going to go ahead and take the Oscar. So for, for my money, it's Regina King versus Rachel Weiss. But, I, you know, Chad, you're totally right. They could cancel each other out. 2015 didn't have dueling nominees like they do here. Um, we also have the Amy Adams factor, somebody who is, like I already said, she's very overdue. So some people are wanting her to win. So it's, it's just kind of a mess of a category where y- you can't really p- make a wrong prediction here. Or a stupid, you can't make a stupid prediction, I should say. There's, there's valid reasons for all these. But, but I'm going Rachel Weisz. Could very easily, I, I put Regina King in second place, but uh, I'm saying I Rachel wouldn't Weiss. be mad with either of those picks, honestly. Yeah. So, kind of crazy category there. All right, let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. The nominees are Mahershala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. Uh, Chad, what's your favorite out of these nominees? Out of these nominees, it's very close between Adam Driver and Black Klansman and Sam Elliott and A Star is Born, but I'm going to just slightly give the nod to Sam Elliott because... He's not on screen a lot, but when he is, he absolutely is is captivating. So I, I would go Sam Elliott for my personal choice. Tyler, you know, I just think that um, for his for his careful portrayal of of George W. Bush, I just think it's Sam Rockwell that just stellar stellar chicken eating scene. 
<laughs> sarcasm. Oh, sarcasm. It's, it's awful. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually really irritated that he's even there, and I love Sam Rockwell, you know, but whatever. It is Sam freaking Elliot all day long. He won the Oscar for the, just for a look in one scene. That's it. It's, it's Sam Elliott. Yeah, man. Uh, my personal pick uh, for my least favorite nominee, acting nominee of the entire century is Sam Rockwell as George as, H, as George W. Bush. I think, I think that is genuinely a, a, a very bad performance. I am, I'm blown Agreed. away that it's nominated. I think it's one of the worst n- nominations I've ever seen. Uh, seriously. In this, ever. in this year though, how can you be surprised? There's some, I mean, it's not, wild. there's not a lot of worst evers, but there's a lot of, no matter what I do, I can't make sense yes. of this. And, and I'm just genuinely confused. I, I think I, I genuinely, I would have preferred Will Ferrell, uh, in doing his Saturday Night Live, I'm not joking. Doing his Saturday Night Live impression as George George W. Bush, I think it's better than Sam well, Rockwell and, here. And and even looking at the at the favorite, uh, or, or or what's the? I always forget the guy's name. Um, Nicholas Holt. Yes, thank you, Nicholas Holt. Come on, phenomenal performance. John Krasinski in A Quiet Place, phenomenal performance. Let's just go ridiculous here. Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt, better performance. You know, like. What is happening in that Sam Rockwell is there? And and I and I like Sam Rockwell a lot. Yeah, I do too. Uh, his his performance is as I always forget his name, but Deputy Dewey in in the last one, uh, last year's um, best performance of the year, three billboards yeah, was amazing. It was, no Again, doubt. for one scene, and then Sam Rockwell just is a chucklehead eating chicken in this one. Yeah, it's very weird. So uh, even if we're gonna nominate something from Vice, I'd be fine with Steve Carell agreed uh, being nominated. I, I don't I. I don't like that performance really mm-hmm. that much either, but I don't hate but it's it. It's better. Yeah. So I, I yeah. it's it's baffling. So my my actual personal pick for my favorite in the category is Richard E. Grant from Can You Ever Forgive Me? I I just I love that performance and I love Richard E. Grant. Have you guys seen like his videos and stuff on Twitter? He nope. is no. he, he is the most charming individual ever. I wish he would win so badly. He is just amazing. Uh, I'm not, well, spoilers, I'm not predicting him to win the Oscar, uh, but I could honestly see him sneaking in and winning just because he has been so dang charming on the Oscar circuit. He is talking to everyone. He is meeting everyone. He literally kept posting selfies from the Academy uh, luncheon that they had, like just taking selfies with everybody because he's so happy to be there. So I think people like him a lot. I know I do, and I think it's the best performance of the year. So not predicting him, but he could sneak in to win. But let's get into who we really are predicting. Tyler, who is winning the Oscar? It's Marshall Ali. I, I I always love him. It's I'm fine if he does win. I, I want Sam Elliott, but it's it's Ali. He's amazing. And Chad? Yeah, he was the he was the best thing about Green Book by far. Yeah, I don't think he should win, but I think he will. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree. He is very easily winning this one. He's won everything so far. Uh, and so other than supporting actress, we have we have pretty much locks in all these categories. Uh, it's pretty easy. All the uh, acting categories, I should say. Uh, yeah, he's winning. What's what's crazy is he just won two years ago. So right. he's, he's kind of pulling a Christoph Waltz here, um, winning winning almost back-to-back Oscars. So yeah, I, like, I, like I said, I... I definitely don't have the guts to predict it, but I could see Grant sneaking in there. I don't know, especially just if if the Green Book controversy actually caught up to it. But 
Um, hey, Daniel, I want to encourage you to go with that thinking when you're making your I real won't. picks. You got to <laughs> live won't. on the edge. I won't. Not, okay, I need you. Not to. this year of all years. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna root for my personal. <laughs> We're favorites. all on the edge this year. Yeah. Like, there's no. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a lot of people are. Uh, you know, back to our best picture conversation. A lot of people are pointing out that uh, who are saying Green Book could win are pointing out that um, Moonlight won best supporting actor and best screenplay, and then one best picture. And that's, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Green Book is probably winning original screenplay. The favorite could take it, but I don't know. If... If Green Book wins original screenplay, uh, that's that's kind of a bad sign that it's going to take Best Picture. So we're not going to go through the whole all the rest of the categories. We've been talking long enough here. But is there are there any other categories that that you kind of wanted to highlight something something specific? I still think it's a huge bummer and a shock that Won't You Be My Neighbor wasn't nominated oh, for right? Best Documentary. Agreed. Crazy. Crazy. I don't understand it. Now the the only other thing that kind of makes me okay with it is I love minding the gap. Yes. I so love good. minding the gap. And I also love free solo. And I think one of those two is probably gonna win. I don't know. I haven't looked at the odds, but I think one of those two would probably win and that will make me feel better about it. But I still won't you be my neighbor. Come on. How did that miss? It's crazy. How did it miss? It's wild. Uh, yeah, I think, I think free solo is, is going to win it pretty clearly. I would say RBG has a very good chance as well. I would put that yeah. in second place. Um, but yeah, free solo, I think it's gonna, is gonna take it. I don't know the best documentary the, the the branch is just weird sometimes. Uh, you know, this is two years in a row, uh, that, that kind of the, the critics favorite, the one that won everything, you know, won't you be my neighbor one, PGA and then and then missed an Oscar nomination and that happened last year with Jane uh, the the documentary about Jane Goodall it, it right. won PGA and then missed an, an Oscar nomination it's kind of I, I don't know it's inexplicable it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense so it does not make sense yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler any uh, categories you wanted to highlight here um I was gonna bring up documentary I you know one of my favorite things this is just a personal favorite because I listen to them all the time at, at Film Score I have not so I've not seen Beale Street but I have heard the soundtrack and the score and it is out of this world it's so good but i i honestly think everything else was a it was a fairly weak nominating year i love dogs is fine but like but looking over the things that should have been nominated green book is a better score um mining the gap is a, an excellent score green book was disqualified fyi because it's not, oh, enough, why? not enough original oh music. not enough i was wondering yeah first reformed is a super weird score you were never really here is is wild I and great one. so anyway like it, it's it's a really good full list of I think better scores although Beale Street is phenomenal so like that one's gonna win I think but the other four just kind of baffle me so I think Black Panther will probably win yeah I agree (laughs) but I but I think I'm with you Tyler that if I had my pick if Beale Street could talk still brings it's so weird that score has a hold on me when I was so I was putting together some stuff for our blog that'll come out later and I had to listen to the uh, or watch the trailer for Beale Street today and I heard that score and I almost teared up again man it's got some kind of magic sauce in there it's my favorite yeah uh, I, I, I agree I think Black Panther is winning I'm not predicting that with great confidence I think if Beale Street could talk could very very easily take it it's 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 a heated battle between the two of them so so neither one's a bad prediction but I, I think I'm I'm going with Black Panther which is also my favorite score of the year and I love the score for if Beale Street could talk it's it's phenomenal it's romantic it's beautiful Black Panther mm. just feels so different 
different. It feels like yeah, it true. feels so different for especially what's nominated. I mean, which I guess you could say about any nomination for Black Panther, really. Um, yeah. But it's just it's just it's energetic and it feels fresh and new and uh, it's just phenomenal. Uh, strange enough, L- Ludwig Göransson, um, who who scored Black Panther, he also helped write "This Is America," Donald Glover's phenomenal song uh, mm-hmm. that won Song of the Year at the Grammys this past weekend. So he he just won a Grammy for for uh, for Song of the Year, and uh, and now I'm predicting him to win win an Oscar for a totally different project. So it's pretty awesome. I think he's a That's very cool. fascinating individual. I want we we kind of I think we mentioned this in our last episode where we talked about our favorite films of the year but I want to talk about best animated feature so nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man is just a phenomenal film, one of the best animated films in a very long time. Um, and it's been winning everything. It has won all the precursors, all of them. It won the Globe. It won Annie. It won BAFTA. It won uh, Viz Effects Society. It won the Eddie. So it won everything. But I'm still scared. I'm still scared that Incredibles. This Pixar is so beloved. Yes, they really are. Um, so I, I'm just I'm I I have to predict Spider Man. I can't to pick Incredibles would be picking an underdog uh, at this point, honestly, because Spider Man won everything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that to win. That's that's the safe bet. That's the likely winner. But I'm just nervous that uh, Disney is just so strong. We already talked about how uh, they're this stronghold that is kind of commanding these changes in the Academy. And so I don't know. I think Incredibles could take it from Spider Man. But what a cool win that would be if Spider Man wins it. No doubt. Right? Oh man, that would be a freaking groundbreaking win. Just so incredible. Um. So, yeah. So that's 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 my pick there. Uh, any other any other categories you guys wanted to highlight? Well, I know cinematography. Since we're not going to get to see it live, I really and again I hate to keep ringing this bell, but nobody's talking about it. But. I think the cinematography from, is it Lubatique from yeah. um, A Star is Born yep. should win. I think it's unbelievable. It's, it's so, so good. That every frame in that movie looks like an, a painting. I love it so, so much. I agree. Uh, but I don't think he's going to win, right? I think Correct. it's going to be Alfonso Cuaron, right? Yes. Yeah, so which- and I, I, it feels kind of like a, the, let me put it this way. I think that is a very showy the the craft brings attention to itself quite a bit in Roma, mm. and so for me it brought me out of that film more. Whereas the cinematography in A Star Is Born helped me get lost in the universe. So yeah, I I totally agree. I, a Star Is Born is my personal winner um, for sure out of out of any movie, not just the ones nominated uh, this year. And yeah, but it is going to be Alfonso Cuarón, and that's fine. Um, it's kind of cool that he is the first person nominated in director and cinematography for the same film. Um, only the second person ever to be nominated in both categories in separate years. And he's done it for the same film. Um, and he's going to win both. He's going to win cinematography and director. And that's, that's cool. I mean, it's a cool thing. Uh, I just wish I, I mean, the flip side of that, the cynical Chad would say it's cool because it hasn't been done. Yeah. Uh, but it's not cool because I don't think it's deserved. I agree. Well, I, I think you and I agree with you. I think you and I are very much in the minority on that, though. I think uh, sure. most people regard Roma as a masterpiece. Um, so, you know, I, and it's it's a great film. It really is a very good it film. Is. It's a very, it very good film. And, well, you saw it in theaters, did you not? No, oh, I wanted to. Oh, really? It was, I was going to Atlanta to see it in the cinema, and... 
I made the mistake of thinking it would be there for three days, and it was there for two. Oh, so. wow. Only two days. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw it on Netflix as well, like at home. I um, And I really do feel that if I had seen it in theaters, I would have probably liked it more. I, I feel like it's a it's a bad film to be a Netflix original, uh, not because the film itself is bad by any means, but because it is so incredibly slow, and it is, um, yeah. and, and the pacing is great for the film, but for a film that I need to sit on my couch and watch, my phone is very distracting. Uh, it's very easy to get distracted, and and I was, I was distracted, and, um, and that's actually why I haven't seen it. I was, we were saying this before we started recording, but like, it is the most convenient one of them. I, I'm the guy that's complaining about not being able to see everything, and that's one I haven't seen yet. <laughs> um, and I will, I would definitely watch it before next week but it's it's like i know that i'm gonna have to pay attention to that and i also know myself and i i'm going to have to sit and you know my phone needs to be in the other room or something like that so that i can sit and watch it yeah so it's, yeah. it's tough so and and again that that's not a fault on the film itself it's a it's a no it's, a it's fault it's of the delivery yeah. yeah so um so i yeah i agree it's a very very good movie i think it's in my top 30 maybe uh but it's not nearly in my top 10 and uh even though it's, it's very well put together. But it will win a uh, foreign language film as well, most likely. I mean, Cold War could surprise us and take it, but uh, but no, I think I think if Cold War wins Best Foreign Language Film, that means Roma hands down won Best Picture. But no, I think I think it's safe in all in all those categories. So well, yeah. that is our very broad look uh, and very angry and disappointed look at this uh-huh. year's Academy Awards. Either way, the show is coming in just a few days, and we are so excited. Like we talked about already, be, be sure to be on the lookout for our Oscar prediction contest. We will post that to social media very soon. And if, if you win, if you beat the screeners, uh, and if you have uh, the most picks of the year, you will, if you pick the most correctly, you will win a prize. And, uh, and we can't wait to see everybody's picks. Uh, so as always, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. On tw- on Facebook, you can search the Screeners Podcast. Uh, stay up to date there. Let me know what you think of of the picks. What what do you think is going to win? Where were we wrong? Where are we uh, just making ridiculous picks? And uh, and come at me with uh, your hatred for uh, our opinions on Roma. I can't wait. Uh, Bring right. it. And with that, we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.